no chance. everybody episode 53 of the no chance podcast as always your hosts ryan and nate thank you guys for listening man it, it's been such a fucking journey getting here and it's i feel like you say that every episode because it is dude it's a fucking struggle man right, i feel like right. after a year we should be like billionaire tycoons or true you know have our own store open or yeah the progress isn't i mean fucking social media makes me feel like i have to be somewhere faster than I normally should. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know what? We still ain't shit. A year <laughs> later. So, you know. Okay. So I want to get into that real quick because not being shit seems to be like it's a good it's a good starting off point because it it provides an expectation. Yes. Right. For a lot of you listeners. You understand that you may be loyal listeners and have been have been listening from day one. A lot of you have started from the most current episode and backtracked all the way to the very beginning. And I think we make this disclaimer in every episode to say, this is kind of our opinion. We know we aren't shit. We don't come from the realm or of of having a, a job within streetwear. We're not designers. We're not really anything we just have an opinion right yeah we're more so like an appreciation yeah appreciation i say i say we we appreciate stuff more than we hate on shit you think so mm, i would say it's 50 50 you think it's 50 50 i i think so but. i i i i definitely think that when it comes to our opinion we're very i would say we're even yeah 50 50 50 yeah well, for, for a lot of those that, that are listening, I would assume sometimes that when it comes to, you know, a person's opinion about, you know, specific topics, um, especially when, in, a, in a podcast with, with us two, you would think that me and Nate go back and forth a lot about things, but I don't think that's the case within the dynamic of our, our podcast. So sometimes for those that listen, it may feel as if we're super one-sided, yeah. Could you see that? I, I could see that. I mean, I think a lot of people have this idea that we're supposed to have op- opposing ideas. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day. Exactly. Doesn't really, I mean, okay, it happens here and there, but I mean, for the most part, we agree on a lot of things. That's true. And I like the dynamic of that because our job is not to tell you what to wear, how to wear it, or, you know, we're not the overall deciding factor on how you live your life for the things that you do. Very true. We love to provide our insight and our opinions on how we feel about clothing. And if you take it the wrong way or you take it to a place where it's coming from hate, I guess, um, then, I mean, that's really on, that's really on y'all. True. But At it's the end good, of the day. But it's good, though. It's good, though, because we don't receive a lot of, of hate about our podcast. It's, it's a lot of good quality like yo you guys are awesome and stuff like that so it's hard to see different opinions when it comes to the things that we talk about but i appreciate it. we talked about it in an early episode one time i was like you think we're ready you think you're ready for like backlash 
I mean, in general, like I'm the type of person that if you're going to tell me, like, I just want you to be honest with me, Yeah. whether it's going to be good, whether it's going to be bad, like just, you know, just be straight up. Yeah. I don't like people who like sugarcoat yeah. shit. So, and I, and I appreciate that same thing as well. That's why sometimes I look to reviews on our, on our, on our podcast to be negative. Yeah. Just so I can. I want to fix something because yeah. nobody wants to feel like they're doing something right for so long. And then once you get to a point of like popping this, then it's like, yo, you guys, you, you, you don't really do this. And I'm like, well, nobody told me that yeah, from the exactly. very beginning. Exactly. You know what I mean? It just leads to being comfortable. I feel like if no one's yeah. telling you, you know what that reminds me of? Imagine, imagine this situation as a kid, right? You play against your father, your older brother, whatever. And they let you win to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. So you, feel like you're good at something yeah i don't want a participation medal oh hell no you can if throw those away <laughs> as a dad i'm swatting every ball my kid ever puts up yeah just so they know they're never gonna score on me and they better get they better get good before they can you know whoop out their dad but anyways um i think it's important to provide that disclaimer in the beginning of every episode because we aren't you know experts experts in streetwear i think even like People like Jeff Staple, Benny Gold, people that are always in the forefront of communicating about the, you know, the, the, not the progress of streetwear, but the current state of streetwear, Bobby Hundreds as well. They always mention how they come from this culture. They are consumers of this culture and it's really just their opinion. And, um, I don't want it to feel as if it's like a cult like feeling, if that makes sense, because you have to think this way. Otherwise you're exactly. I know, I know a lot of people that are just getting into streetwear. you guys mention it all the time in messages and how, you know, I've never, you know, heard about this brand before, or I never, I didn't know you couldn't wear Adidas socks with Nike shoes. You know what I mean? So, but that doesn't mean you can't do that. Of course it's our choice to laugh at you or make fun of you if you do do that, but that doesn't mean it's like a rule or anything, you know? We're not we're not that contrived in, in the things that we say, but huh, let me just get that off my chest because I feel like we have to mention stuff like that from time to time, and that's why I mention it in the beginning of every episode. But thank you guys for listening to No Chance Podcast. Let's talk about some streetwear. Oh, I, I thought that was the, ep- end <laughs> no, of the episode. I thought that no, was it. No, man. I really appreciate you guys listening. We're at 53 episodes. That's more than a year but we feel like we've been doing this for fucking 10 we have gray hairs and we just feel like it's exhausting man this yeah. shit is exhausting yeah so on a streetwear tip one of the things that i wanted to talk about and i mentioned this to you super early on that i think is really important because we always like to talk about corporate influences in a in a streetwear setting right yes Streetwear was always there to rebel or to be the anti-establishment type of of, of clothing brand or, or world, realm, whatever. Now you see a lot more influence from, from, from outside corporations to basically get their foot in the door with a group that they see as being the next big thing. Yeah, I mean, prime example, you have LVMH, which owns... Well, it stands for Louis Vuitton, yep. Moet, and Hennessy. They yeah. own like a bunch of luxury brands. Um, and they recently, I think either last year or early this year, they acquired um, Stadium Goods, mm-hmm. the sneaker consignment store. They also do consignment for like other stuff like Supreme whatnot. Yep. Um, but they recently acquired them, which is kind of an out there move for a luxury 
you know, a luxury goods company to acquire like a sneaker store. And so. that, I mean, just the investment piece alone, buying up shares or, you know, property of these companies like a stadium good. We saw that with Supreme and it, it being evaluated as a billion dollar company. We're starting to see those things become or just like come to light. Right. Yeah. So the most recent news is uh, Boston, Boston made brand concepts. Um, you know, responsible for a lot of amazing collaborations, the leading streetwear company in concepts, just like the, the like one of the 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 leaders in just like cool shit in yeah. terms of collaborations. Probably, I would say, you know, top five in terms of their collaborations compared to anything outside of uh, of streetwear. But we we saw Amazon um, and Zappos. Zappos is a, a subsidiary of Amazon invest in purchasing parts of concepts as a streetwear brand just off of that alone what do you think that means or what what does that mean for streetwear um i mean of course bigger corporations corporate entities they're more aware that streetwear is kind of like the driving force behind today's pop culture if you will uh so i feel like a lot of bigger corporations are trying to tap into that obviously to kind of tap into the demographic that a store like Concepts or a store like Stadium Goods um, appeals to. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of their, you know, trying to get in on it before it becomes the thing to do, even but, though, it, you know, it already is. My understanding is like, why Concepts? Like, I, I get that there is a lot of brands that are more widely spread. If you look at a company like Diamond Supply or Huff or... Um, I mean, even even a brand like Supreme, like they're they're being sold everywhere. Concepts as a as a brand itself, I understand that they are their own sort of entity. They make their own in in store apparel or self branded apparel. They also sell the likes of other like really well known brands as well. But it's like why 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 them? Like what do Out they provide to the culture? Yeah that's different from any other company that's probably doing more in terms of influence and and money, but just why? Like, why Concepts? I don't know. Honestly, I'm not too familiar with Concepts other than they're, of course, I know they're like a sneaker boutique and they do collaborations like with, like you said, with Asics um, and with other uh, other brands. I don't know why particularly them. Uh, what do you? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think concepts as a brand is there's like it's it's very niche. It's like niche within a niche community. So that's, like those those that point. like concepts are the ones, and I'm I'm gonna put you guys in a box. I'm sorry, um, but they're the ones that love the New Balance, the Sacconi, the 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 Ronnie Feeks, fight whatever that stuff. Yeah. You know, those are it's it's a very <laughs> very particular type of, of a group of individuals not to say that it's it's lame or anything but those people love those types of things and it's cutting edge because what you have to understand is like new balance Sacconi, puma um other up-and-coming footwear companies that are trying to do cool shit maybe they might be late to the party in the sense of like the dad shoes or um mandals whatever yeah whatever the next footwear trend is but they see it as an easier entry into the streetwear community because as distributors, Amazon being, I think it's the largest at this point, and they do have streetwear on their on their yeah, website. Yeah. They, if it's 
if it's being sold as Amazon Prime, more often than not, it's being shipped from Amazon warehouses, meaning they're doing some sort of outreach to get like larger distributors of streetwear into their warehouses to make it more easily accessible to that group of people, right? Yeah. So, and and that's interesting in itself, but to see a brand like Concepts that sells like the, the footwear that I, I just mentioned, we want to see or they want to see actually Amazon and, and through Zappos, they want to see that footwear live solely on an Amazon based, I don't know, website, company, Zappos, whatever. I guess, I guess starting small makes sense. Um, and like you said, it's a very, it's a niche within a niche community already. Um, so I, I guess in that, in that regard, like it makes sense, you know, because uh, the, the the platforms that Nikes are sold, the platforms that Adidas are sold are already so established yeah. that it's like, where do I get Yeezys from? If it's not the shop that I go to on a day-to-day basis that's doing the raffle, then it's on Adidas.com or it's on the Yeezy supply yeah. website. Where am I getting off-whites from? It Same thing. It's either at the shop or it's on sneakers or it's some other like well-known site like an end. Yeah. Where do I get Pumas from that are like higher tiered releases? I, I don't I personally. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm I, the, my first first instinct is the Puma website. Yeah. But you're not gonna find a Puma Ronnie Feig collaboration on the Puma website. Not that I don't think. I, I don't, I'm not sure. But that, I mean, that is the entryway. Is people want these collaborative, like highly. What is it called? Um, coveted. Coveted. That, that's yeah. the word. Highly coveted collaborations. And it, it's so spread out amongst all these different shops. Like, because um, we see it in our own shops. The Undefeateds, the the Dark Sides, the, any other ones that sell shoes, right? Yeah. And they just sit. Yeah. So why not just take that and all put it onto, onto one? Like, this is the site where you get... The site. The, the only site, site. Right? Yeah. The site. But real quick, and I'd like to digress from the topic for, for a second, because we have a very special guest, the first lady of no chance. I would I, I would say that. Uh, one of the biggest supporters, at least now, um, of the podcast. Um, a very good friend of ours, both me and Nate's. We actually had a like a streetwear clothing brand, would you say it was like in the making? We had like designs and a very, very terrible name. What do you remember what the name was? It was Ivory. Ivory. I don't It's like a soap or something like that. Um, our good friend, we all work together. Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm going to ask you a quick question first before we get back into the topic of whatever the, fuck the topic <laughs> is. Please tell the people your first experiences with streetwear. Ooh, okay. We ask everybody this question. Well, you're our first real guest <laughs> for the moment, but oh, I feel honored now. It's it's one of our our favorite questions to ask. Um, well, for me, I guess like just in high school, I was very like heavily influenced with sports and Jordans. Um, I didn't have a job back then, so of course, like I just I knew about sneaker culture, but I couldn't participate because you know my parents don't want to give me. 200 bucks to get a pair of shoes and I'm not gonna wear every day type of thing so um I just always like researched like the history of like Jordans and that was like what really got me into it then in college like when I got my first job at Uniqlo um just being around like different people and like actually having my own money made me want to buy things for myself and 
honestly the internet heavily influenced me early on tumblr really influenced me like that's for a lot of people <laughs> yeah, yeah like that cringy like filipino bop type of style yeah. like that influenced me but of course like i had that phase but it died down quick um but in college just like the people i met especially working at nike like working for a big retailer um it definitely helped me kind of figure out my style and i guess like now i'm kind of still figuring out like what that style is but um it i don't know like i just i like what i like and i wear what i want <laughs> and that's the premise of the podcast so thank you it's just a question i like to ask everybody but yeah feel free at any point in the podcast to either agree or disagree you me knowing <laughs> you it'll probably be the latter but that's okay that's the whole point yeah um but yeah to that note concepts amazon zappos it just it doesn't sit well with me for some reason because yeah. it doesn't make it just doesn't make sense in regards to the overall overarching purpose of these companies getting industry where i mean when you when people hear amazon like acquiring somebody it just screams like corporate takeover like everything's going yeah exactly right? exactly that's what that means um so i think people are kind of turned off by that if you will so like, why does why does why does concepts agree to something like that? Because we all see the backlash that brands like just recently, like a Chinatown Market being in Urban Outfitters, yeah. or Azumis. It's like, what the hell, guys? I thought you guys were about the culture. I thought you guys um, were anti-establishment, whatever. Which is, it's really not the expectation for a lot yeah. of these brands to start up. It's to get money. Exactly, and I think that's exactly what it is. I think yes, it's important to keep the culture intact but also if you're not adapting to like the times economically speaking if it's like or business mm -hmm. you know you know you're getting left behind yeah exactly you're gonna be left behind and it's i feel like it's more important to jump on it now with lvmh uh acquiring like stakes in stadium goods mm -hmm. like that's a great head start like that that puts you ahead of all the other consignment shops in the US. That's true. Just just because of you that. You know what's crazy about that is like if you have a subsidiary like LVMH that sort of like overlooks everything you do as stadium goods. Yeah. What changes? Like it doesn't change in terms of their image and it it actually makes them look cooler. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, damn, you have Hennessy, like the company that owns Hennessy, like you guys are sponsored by them essentially, but when you look at a company like Amazon or Zappos, I mean, as consumers, we both can all agree is if you see the brand that you're wearing right now or you spend extra money to have this exclusive item, if a thousand other people can now just buy it from Amazon, people that I mean may not even know what it is that they're buying, yeah, we kind of look down upon it. Yeah, but I mean, I think just to play devil's ad advocate, <clears throat> excuse me, I think like it or not, that's just going to be the way of the future, you know, like it's the future is all about accessibility. That's why you have all these tech companies starting up because <clears throat> are you sick? Excuse me. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, allergies. I don't know. Um, but I mean, like it's all about how quickly can I get access to something as a consumer? You know what I'm saying? So I think as much as 
we hate to see people quote unquote selling out. I think it's a smart move because in the future, everyone's going to be quote unquote selling out. I think from a logistical sense, it also, it also makes a lot of sense to go through a company like Amazon and Zappos, because not only is Zappos like the number one customer service based uh, company literally in the entire world, they also have Amazon shipping and logistics piece and yeah. that whole, and that that whole network is crazy. Makes it yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. not only do you have access to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like they have more access to, to <laughs> rather than just Boston, yeah. but now you have the entire world and you don't have to pay exactly. the price of your shoes to get it shipped to all the way across the country. Exactly. That's a very good point. So, At that point, a store in Boston has more global reach than let's say like a sneaker store in LA or sneaker store in New York because their distribution is they're way more plugged in with their distribution yeah. because it's done it's run through Amazon and it's very direct to consumer because then now people in Japan and China and India that can purchase from Amazon now can wear fucking concepts yeah, like crazy. imagine like you 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 are none of your uh, apparel is getting anywhere past probably the United States, maybe Japan, but to but think very, about, but at a, on a very limited scale, very limited yeah. scale. Yeah. But to anywhere else, it's like, now it's like you just opened up your whole brand to the rest of the world. And now I take back everything that I said, because now I get it now. Now I get it. And it takes one of those Hazan moments to be like, okay, now I fucking get it. Like I would, I would do the same shit and sell out too. Yeah. No chance global. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I Prestige mean, Prestige worldwide. <laughs> Uh, that's where our merch is going to be listed first. It's going to be on. It's going to be on Amazon. Let's let's just put it there. There you go. It's just go straight straight to the straight to the consumer. I'm not playing around. <laughs> I want Amazon Prime shipping too. So why not? Let's get into another topic of conversation because I know for all those that are listening, you're just waiting for us to talk about this because you've probably seen it on every Instagram post, every news article, every thing broadcasted on. Daytime television, Nike and Kaepernick and the stance on that whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into the backstory of everything that happened. You should probably know by now. And if you don't, if you not, from, you need to get outside and get out know. from under that rock. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that real quick, because there's a couple of things that I'd like to, to clear up. And hopefully you can help me gain some clarity on this. Sure. <laughs> but from my understanding is actually backstory first nike post their new campaign i'm not sure if it's do you know if it's labeled as anything other than like a just do it campaign or 30 year anniversary of the brand right so the just do it campaign okay there you go so for their 30 year anniversary just do it campaign they decide to feature a very infamous person in pop culture in sports and in politics colin kaepernick ex Quarter, that's a long ass time ago. Ex quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, whatever. Yeah. Kneel down, gun control, things like that. Protests. Yeah. You all know the gist. So they post this picture and it just catches fire. Right. What are your, what were your first impressions after seeing something like that? Um, props to them because that was a really powerful, like, image, really powerful. It's a big like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. A really, really powerful, like, marketing move on their point. Uh, or on their port, sorry. Um, I honestly, like the whole kneeling issue, maybe we won't get into that. Go ahead, man. But as, but as a, as a tactic to 
sort of, I don't know, as a marketing tactic, that's, I mean, of course, why wouldn't you do that? You yeah. know? Yes, okay, Nike believes in, you know, the power of sport, being able to make changes in our community, around the globe, whatever. Yes, I'm, I firmly believe that they believe that. But mm -hmm. also, at the end of the day, if you think about it, like, this puts so many eyes around the globe on one single brand with just one image, with one line of text. And that that one line of text and that one image literally speaks volumes. Like, and, and that's crazy that Nike has gotten to this point where, and like we always say, it, we've been saying a lot recently is these large brands have to take a stance. Yeah. Because if you're not against the oppressor, you're supporting the oppressor. And that's just the assumption nowadays if you're not shooting the fuck you to whoever it is that's holding down everybody else. Yeah. So as a, as a big-ass brand, Nike, to your point, smart move. Smart marketing move also. Yeah. Um, in, ter <laughs> in terms of, like, all the negative shit going towards them, it's actually pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, and also, just because I didn't state my opinion on this earlier, doesn't mean that I'm racist. Okay, no, I that fully I support mean, I didn't what's going on anything. right now. Okay? I didn't say I fully anything. Support it. I'm not burning no. my shit. <laughs> no worries. Okay? I'm not yeah. racist. Don't worry, everybody. All right. Thing on that real quick, yeah. because when when we do see people, I, I was on Twitter on this heavy, just like looking at people's responses to the actual post. Yeah, it's pretty extreme. I don't know what it is about Twitter about it making the hatred more like magnifying than the actual like nice shit people have to say yeah maybe it's just how it's like functioned or whatever i don't know but seeing the types of sh things that people are burning is like their feet general release shit socks like burn those off whites that you got burn those jordans yeah. get, what, where's all that at you know what i mean that's like, true that's I'm a very good point <laughs> y'all ain't burning that shit it's like dead stock in the box still like yeah. untouched just waiting for things to blow over so they can bring them back out i'm gonna burn my uh Fucking Lance Armstrong wristband from like <laughs> 2004. This is not even gonna burn. It's not even gonna burn. <laughs> it's just gonna, it's just gonna go gonna out like, like yeah. that. But I mean, like, as as um as a marketing campaign, or or even not even as a marketing campaign, as like a lifestyle campaign. It's just yeah. about the the epitome of the people that they support, which is essentially every person that has a body is an athlete. So it's really. Wow, you actually like a, still remember that from uh, it's, it's ingrained into my head. Yeah, same. It is a like I said, it's a political campaign at this point. Yeah, right. It it kind of steps over the line, not steps over the line in that regard, but it kind of um, blurs the line from being more, much more than a traditional like sports oriented campaign. Of course, it's still sports related because you're seeing all these athletes in the video, whatever. Um, but it's more it's more so about like you said like politics about our society about our culture the way we look at things and making a stand on you know and making your opinion heard whether it may be the most popular opinion or not you know my biggest qualm about this though is that what i've noticed is nike takes large stances on things yeah but nike is not the person Right. The person is the Mark Parker. The person is the Tinker Hat. People yeah. that the, 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 the people that everybody know to be the the Mount Rushmore of Nike, essentially. Right. It's not Jordan that's saying this. It's Nike. So because when you see people like make large stances on things, it's the CEO that says it, not the company that says it. Yeah. So it makes me feel indifferent about 
the actual people that are running the company because you want to be the face of something like this, right? You want to say, I, as a CEO, represent this stance and the company follows me yeah. in saying that. But I don't see like a... Is it Mark Parker? It's still Mark Parker, Yeah, it's right? still Mark Parker. I don't see a Mark Parker being like, hey guys, like point the finger at me if you have some hate. Like, it's me. Well, there's accountability at, at that point. Didn't he do that before though? Like in the past, like he had like public letters saying like, this is our stance as a company. But I feel like also globally because of how Nike is and like how household the name is, everyone just assumes like, okay, yeah, of course, like Tinker Hatfield and Mark Parker are going to believe it because they're the ones running the company, but everyone else in the company also agrees with them too. Yeah. 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 And, and I, that's a, that, yeah, that's a good point. Go ahead. It's like, oh, I'm trying to think of an analogy. It's a, it's like if you posted something on our Instagram page, like uh, you posted like a hot take and yeah. then I comment like on my personal Instagram, like, yo, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> like, yo, what are you doing? But yeah, like, but, it's like that, you know, because we like, are the, we are the brand. Yeah, exactly. So but, if it's out there, that obviously means like we co-sign it. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to see that though because the brand is bigger than the people. Yeah, and I guess exactly, exactly. And and I guess like for me, it's like, I, I don't want a person to blame, but I want a person to praise. Yeah. And, it's hard to praise a brand because there's so many integral parts of what makes up that brand. It's just, I want to support also, somebody for doing also, something. To be fair, I'm sure not every person at Nike agrees. That's true. With what's going on. Of course, there's going to be outliers. They've been fired. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> They're on the street right now. They're on Craigslist. Where did you do this? <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, of course... I don't even know where I was going with that. I don't know. Fuck okay, racism. Well, uh, 2018. <laughs> there we go. That's our stance. Okay, but but um, another piece that comes up from that is then Nike takes this stance. Nike is this side of the argument. Yeah. Who is the other side of the argument? Because the common dynamic is that it's Nike versus Adidas. Yeah. So where does that put Adidas in the mix? Because, you know, damn well... Kanye West and all the shit that he's been talking. I'm still a huge supporter of Kanye West as yeah. a musician, as a creative, all that stuff, a culture pusher, whatever. Um, but for those that had negative sentiments towards him in our the episode that we talked about with his slavery is a choice shit, right? Yeah. Where does that put the brands now? Because now it's red and blue. And as a, an Adidas loyalist, not myself, but as Adidas loyalists that are listeners... I would feel kind of fucked up weird. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that other brands are on the other side of the spectrum. Um, Just Adidas is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, we're going to, okay. I don't think Adidas is on the other side of the spectrum. I don't think they're for racism, you know? I don't think they're putting ultra boosts on KKK members at no, the rallies. No, I don't think no, that's happening. No, not so, like that. It's it's that the, the, the sentiment it's the, it, with it's, the brand is... Because Kanye West is Adidas. I think I think more so the question is if Nike is saying something and Adidas isn't saying something, then is Adidas by default or exactly. Like or, I yeah, said, exactly. if you're not the one opposing, you are the supporter. Yeah, essentially. Exactly. If like they say, like if you're not standing up for something, then you're you're a Kneeling? bystander. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly to your point. And as a company, as as Adidas, it is a very like awkward situation because it's like 
they are your Nike is your competitor. Yeah, you and don't they're want, killing you by the way. Ex- exactly, <laughs> and you don't want to follow suit and being like, hey, yeah, we agree with that too, right? Just like, because this is this is yeah, our stance, exactly. like. Kanye West kneeling too, like this is this is our stance, yeah. but that that's it's 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 hard to follow that up. Yeah, you just gonna have to let that blow over. That's yeah. how social media works. Give it two weeks, and mm-hmm. it's just on to another next. new meme, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, but it, <laughs> but I think we navigated that pretty yeah, well. That was pretty <laughs> good. That was pretty good. Um, but I, I just think that as a brand and what Nike did, and one, <laughs> another thing that I, that I that I kept seeing all over the place, and this has always seemed to plague this brand super heavily is the idea of, yeah, we see you guys supporting this, this, this movement and, and how you want to change this particular um, problem in the world. But you guys still have shops in China with labor laws and all these certain things. Yeah. And I'm just going to, to those that still think that it's, you know, kind of one issue at a time. Yeah. Like we talked about last episode about having a moral responsibility and being economically friendly. It's true. Oh, we can't handle that right now. Like we have to worry about the the, the issue that's at a stance, and then uh, at some point we'll get to it. Yeah, exactly. I I agree. But that I mean I that's I that's everybody's much. rebuttal to that. It's yeah. like okay, we see you guys are doing great shit, whatever, but. It still doesn't combat the it's fact like, that you it's guys like are when still you're arguing, It's like you're, when you're arguing with your significant other and then they bring up like shit that you did like two years ago and then you'd be like, oh, remember that one time like, yeah, exactly. two years ago when you didn't text me back? <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, yo, can I, can we argue about something completely different? Let's solve different. this one yeah. issue first. And then we'll go back and get Right? We don't want to stack the books on, on yeah, each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to that alone, it was, it was a great move by Nike. They made over 43 Three almost forty-four million dollars in in marketing efforts just off that alone. Yeah, day one. Oh Jesus shit. Christ, that's a lot of money. Where's that coming from? I don't know. Oh, us buying Nike shit. Is that where that's coming from? Or people buying Nike shit to burn it? <laughs> Is that where it's coming from? God, those people are the dumbest <laughs> fucking people ever. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, shit. People that burn. Articles of clothing, like even when like basketball players leave teams, like when LeBron left, they was like, "Oh, let's burn his jersey." Then he came back, and it's like, uh, "My jersey's gone." <laughs> like, oh, I can't, I can't unburn something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this just the dynamic of everything that's happening. Obviously, is is something that we have to take a stance for, and something that we have to talk about. And it's good that I didn't think that we can navigate it this well, but it actually we did a it actually fairly good job without, you know, without being too extreme about things. Yeah. Um. Any, you guys have any anything, any anything that's pressing in like the street war world that you've like, or anything pressing in terms of what you've seen lately? Yeah, no. Can my, we insert me, like a cricket? No, like, <laughs> sound, I mean, soundbite. we always talk about this street war moves fairly slowly, right? And yeah. especially the way that we think about things, it's like. Yeah, we don't want to talk about the latest drop. We don't want to talk about each other's opinions on what Supreme's releasing unless it's impactful to the culture in some way, yeah. right? Supreme releasing a fucking scale this weekend isn't going to do anything for us in our journey of seeking information about streetwear, right? So it's it's hard to think critically about streetwear when, I mean, just like us, it moves kind of slowly. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We 
cover like the big topics. Of course, we're not yeah. going to cover like, hey, this is releasing next weekend. Ooh, no, no, no. That's what every other podcast, what every other YouTube channel is meant to do. And, and not to say that that's a bad thing because there are people that just want to know. What is that person's opinion on this T-shirt? Or yeah, exactly. How do you even wear that article of clothing? And I would love to see a fit. You know, yeah. like that—that's not us. And I always consider us to be the NPR of streetwear yeah. to talk about everything that's going on and how streetwear affects the larger story. Yeah, we'll wear that title proudly. I like that title. Yeah, actually, it kind of suits our our voice. You know what NPR I mean? The very like radio, radio yeah. style voice. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if people listening actually fall asleep to listening to us talk. But because that's what I do with NPR stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so hopefully we, we try to stay out of that stigma. But I mean, if if you guys don't have anything, I don't got anything. I think we covered a lot in sort of like the main highlights of, of where streetwear stands today and i think the nike one was one of the things that everybody wanted to hear about i wanted to talk to you guys about that too because i mean i don't have anybody else to talk to to be quite it's true quite you frank. it's okay um but yeah i mean off that alone thank you guys for listening to this this week's episode yep. we appreciate you guys reaching out to us for advice for just to say thanks just to say like your episode was good or it was trash whatever we we, we love all the we love all the smoke true Oh, can we Thank talk about that real quick? Can we talk about Nate fighting an, another homeless no, man? No, let's save that for another day. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. That's a, that's like a whole like another 10-minute... Uh, all right, all right, fine. Just off of that, then, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you guys follow us at No Chance Podcast and our own personal socials. And, and off that, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.